When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. You're listening to a Castaway Media podcast. Find more great shows at castaway.media or find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash castaway podcasts. Hello and welcome to episode 52 of Potteroonie, sponsored by Jack Cody's Craft Beer, based here in Drogheda. And there's a new one coming out. It's called Lunasa, Jack Cody's Lunasa, which I'll be tasting tonight at the gig in Odd Molly's in Drogheda. And I can't wait. I've actually had some... Uh, interaction with people about Jack Cody's the guy from Cork John Kinsella has been trying to get Jack Cody's down in Cork and he's found it in O'Brien's and um, he has to drive through rush hour traffic to get to get a couple of bottles of Jack Cody's in O'Brien so John I'm coming down to do a few gigs in Cork next week and I'll bring down a few bottles for you as well uh, we had a chat about uh different craft beers I think you're going to give me a couple of local cork craft beers so we're going to have a swapping of craft beers so uh, yeah so thank you to Jack Cody for sponsoring Potteroonie and I'd advise you to try Jack Cody's it's absolutely it's very tasty sometimes strong but delicious beautiful craft beer there's four or five different kinds uh, well, this uh, episode is an interview with Alison Spittle. Now, there is actually a bit of a technical glitch at the beginning. And uh, I had an interview with Johnny Candon on the same night, at live from the Stag's Head that night. But that whole interview is gone. And Johnny Candon is still involved in the chat with Alison Spittle. So if you hear someone else talking with me, that is Johnny Candon. Unfortunately, his part of the interview didn't record due to... I don't know, some technical stuff. I wasn't um, involved in that whole thing. But uh, he's there. And Johnny, I'm sorry, I'll have to interview some other time. So I've had a very busy week and that's why I've been so slow getting these podcasts out. And it's just the summer with all the festivals. I know last year it happened in August. I was over in America doing festivals and it's very hard to get the podcasts out when I'm traveling and going to these gigs. And like I was at Body and Soul the weekend before last. Brilliant crack, but... I was, um, it's nuts. I mean, it rained on the Sunday and I didn't have the proper shoes and I had wet feet. And the night before, I was wandering around the woods trying to find my friends and uh, slightly off my face and I couldn't find my tent. But thanks to Marty Mulligan from Mullingar, and he let me stay in his tent for a few hours and he dropped me then back to uh, where I could find my own tent. But yeah, that was a, that was a good warm up. Uh, body and soul that is 
for Glastonbury. I had great gigs, uh, an improv gig with the Dublin Comedy Improv uh, on the Saturday at Body and Soul, who, who do a regular gig on Monday nights in the International Bar, well worth checking out. And then I did a stand-up gig the next day in, at the Body and Soul on Sunday, and then I got home very, very tired and, and very damp. And I go, oh, and had a few days um, rest. And then I headed off to Glastonbury. My son was 18 on the Wednesday. And that evening we flew out to Bristol, stayed in a hostel and then got into Glastonbury the next morning. And it was mud. Muddy, muddy, muddy mudskins. It was... uh, I heard the muddiest Glastonbury in in a long time since the 80s or 90s or something. Um, But made it perhaps a special Glastonbury. It was my first ever Glastonbury. Uh... And and sure, there's a lot of trudging through mud and I didn't have wellies. I brought hiking boots and they just got uh, hiking boots, fine for the mud. The only thing about hiking boots is you've, I had to bring them home because they were expensive. If I bought a pair of wellies. I, I was afraid of getting the, that red kind of mark you get on your leg from wellies uh, if you're wearing them for a long time. Or uh, But the one thing about wellies is you could probably just leave them behind and not really care because they're not expensive. But I bought a couple of, I bought a pair of hiking boots that cost me a, a bit of money and I didn't want to leave them behind. But uh, basically what happens is you just keep, the mud starts becoming gloopy and sticky and eventually shoes become at least four times the weight that they originally were. So you're walking around and then you're going to gigs and they guys on stage and they're going come on everybody want to see you jumping in the air and you're going yes I will try to jump in the air but it's like jumping and creating a vacuum but with your feet and you get sucked back down again so it's not so easy for you uh, people who sing in rock bands and stand on nice clean stages but anyway my son Danny brought me to a couple of bands I probably wouldn't have gone to see if I was uh, on my own he brought me to uh, Bring Me the Horizon we were quite good but slightly funny because he was such an idiot the singer and um, uh, the 1975 who I really liked uh, Tame Impala who I loved and we went to see a fellow called Declan O'Keefe I think uh, who would never heard of but he was very good he's not Irish he's English but he's obviously got Irish parents so I'd say at least he, he would definitely qualified to play for the Irish team and I uh, saw Evil Hate Monkey who was fantastic and a, a few great, great stand-ups, uh, great stand-ups that I can't know. Oh, Phil Nickel, who was amazing, uh, and um, Peter Kay, who was amazing. So uh, great, and ELO were a bit boring, uh, to be quite frank. Uh, James Blake was amazing, and uh, what's his name? Camisa Washington. Oh, I was fucking amazing. It was good overall, and... Uh, I would highly recommend it and it felt like, just felt like a big event and it, it was three days but it felt like something bigger and longer and more amazing and it was it was amazing it was amazing getting home trudging through I, I packed up this massive big tent put it on my back with all my clothes and everything that I brought and thru, trudged through mud mud for one hour at 1am in the morning to 2am to get to a bus that was an hour late so I stood in the mud for another hour got on the bus got to Bristol at a quarter past four waited for the 5am bus to the airport got to the airport muddy so you end up 
weirdly uh, in an airport with people who are going to work on a Monday morning in their suits and you're there kind of covered in with mud all over your jeans and feeling like you've just come in out of the wild or something. Uh, it took me a day and a half to recover, but it was fucking amazing. And I came back and uh, here I am. And so the podcasts haven't been going out as regular as they should have been. And I came back to a few things that, like, I'd left. I had two emails, one offering a... One asking me I was interested in doing ma- Master Chef, which is, and one offering asking me if I was interested in a part in a movie, and I, I, and both of them I replied to saying, I'm, uh, "Yes, I am both interested in both." Uh, I'm going to Glastonbury. Here's my number if you want to ring me, oh, and here's my email address. But no contact over the weekend. I checked, no one rang, no one emailed. So I come back, and, and on Tuesday I ring and email both of them and they just don't reply and it's happened to me like three or four times in the last few days I'm leaving messages with people and they just don't reply so they offer you something and when you show interest they don't fucking reply I mean why can't people just reply and say ah oh, we've changed our mind it's not, it's not a relationship it's not like you're trying to get out of a relationship and I'm going to be heartbroken I just want to make plans so Tell me what's going on so I can make plans because I'm doing an Edinburgh show and I want to book the flights. If I'm not, if I'm going to do this other thing, maybe I have to cancel some of my shows. But no, this is production companies just not replying to emails. Anyway, quite frustrating. So here we go. What's going on? It's Alison Spittle and it is, it does cut in the middle of conversation and it will cut out in the middle of conversation. I don't know why. It's a technical thing. But uh, someone's just sent me a message there on Facebook. Um, well, enjoy it. It's Alison Spittle. If it's your first time listening, give me a star rating on iTunes. Give me a review. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Jack Cody for sponsoring. Enjoy. Up, yeah. <laughs> I'll build you a better one. Yeah. With bread brick, it's great. Uh, yeah, so we lived there for a little while and then moved to England again and then back over to Ireland and that's where I stayed in Mullingar. What, what age are you when you get to Mullingar? Communion age, so I was about eight. And? I had to stay back a year to make my communion. Yeah? Yeah, my headmaster thought that was important enough that I had to stay in another year of education. Fuck uh, that. Yeah, well. I know. I know if I knew if I knew how not dedicated to the religion I was going to be when I was an adult, I mightn't have uh, bothered, you know, making my the money was good though. Yeah, you know. How much did you get? I got seventy euro, and my cousin who made his communion with me has shit loads more aunties and uncles. Yeah, and he made three hundred and twenty. Um, what? Yeah, that's damn. Because my dad's English, and like he's got one sister. Yeah, and they're Protestants. They don't even like know the system of mm. giving me money. Give her so I had half a family uh, that was you know giving me money for my communion. Desperate. Well, I- 320, that's unbelievable. Um, <laughs> now, my kids, I did, they weren't baptised uh, until it came to communion time. And they even went to a Educate Together school, which is non-denominational. But So to do religion, you'd have to stay after class. Yeah. And because all the other boys in my son's school, were, were do, a lot of them were doing 
communion. My son wanted to do it, but yeah. like, I don't think he just wanted to dress up and he knew there was money in it. So, but he had to be baptised then. Because when I was in England, um, the Catholic school was full up and we had to go to, a, I went to a multi-denominational mm. school and um, the thing was that my mother and father had to sign a contract when they got married that I'd be brought up Catholic or they wouldn't be able to get married in a Catholic church because my dad is Protestant. So you they to sell you? Yeah, this, they had to sell me off for good pictures Jesus. for their wedding. Do you know, it was a nice looking church. I can yeah, understand, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> and you were like, you weren't born then. No, I wasn't born then. You were born then. So they, they they sold the concept of you. They did, yeah. <laughs> like a like an architect selling like. A <laughs> <laughs> These are we the got off the plans. Yeah, <laughs> and a centre will go here, and you know, um, yeah. So that was that was the. Uh, my uh, upbringing, Jesus. I think. Yeah, it's. Uh, I remember I was always kind of the new person at school, so I was always trying to crack jokes and stuff. And I think I've been analysing my childhood a lot lately, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think that's how I've ended up how I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. Um, it was really weird because when I moved over to Westmead at first, um, I was the only white girl in my school over in London, mm. and there was no there was no people of colour at all. Everyone was freckled and Catholic, and I couldn't understand it at all. Yeah, do you know? Was it weird? Um, did you feel uh, kind of like you stood like so you were kind of more special in the school in London? And then did you feel oh shit, I'm just no. like everyone else? Because I was brought it, the school in London was class. They'd have mothers that would come in and teach about Diwali and Ramadan and all these mm. different. So. Every time my mother would come in and talk about some religious holiday, salted popcorn would come out and I'd mm. be quite happy. I'd be like, oh, this is another festival where you eat. That's, that's, I like this. So, yeah, yeah it was kind of, I, I didn't feel that special. I suppose because it was in Harrow, a very big Irish community there and Indian community. And my granddad did his first extension for a guy from India who said, who said you did a good job. Do you want me to put an advert in my community's paper there's no builders in our community he was like yeah so he had like a hindi advertisement for uh, builders and uh, my granddad his whole his whole uh, c customer base was uh, indian people so he'd come home with nans and like they're very giving nice. they are like the man like he would not come home without some sort of food they'd force it on you yeah, it's good gosh. yeah that's delicious. it was lovely Amazing. yeah it was really really nice i would love to get paid in peshwari nans oh my god oh, me too yeah, me too on. i would bet it was like that in the uk in the early 90s it's like we all got paid in nans you know and all you can bring is this fucking communion bit of wafer leavened bread put salt on it it's lovely yeah mm. <laughs> you'll never guess what it's made of 100% christ body uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was at a communion. I was at a communion the other day, and they said, um, it, "They said um, if anybody, if anybody is uh, as a gluten intolerance, there's, there's, oh, yeah, there's gluten uh, free. Which, uh, it's been, which means that which Jesus, means it's not been changed no into the body of Christ, though. Well, unless there was, there's two Christs. One is gluten free. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe it's not Christ. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, uh, uh, but this thing now, yeah, a lot of a lot of children are being baptised not just because they can't yeah. get a school otherwise. Yeah, it's which a, is fucking nuts. It's a bit nuts. It's a bit weird. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy. I was brought up a Catholic, and I I kind of stopped when I was a teenager. But I do remember I was very into God at the time because oh, yeah. my dad was very agnostic. No, he was atheist. He's very agnostic. Like he would be like. <laughs> 
uh, I believe in him if I fucking see him. And I was like, who? And he's like, God, he was a very anti-religion. And I would be told he was going to, uh, as far as from the teachings that I got, I don't think a religion teacher was uh, telling me, Alison, your dad's going to hell. But that's what I was getting from it. Yeah. And I would like um, try and baptize him, like just flick water on him. <laughs> <laughs> the power of Christ compels me that. And I was like, please, dad, me and mum are going to be in heaven. I don't know where you're going to be. I was like, um, unless we'd meet up halfway in a McDonald's maybe every Saturday because they did get divorced. Oh, and it would yeah. be like funny if it was like the afterlife was like that too. Purgatory McDonald's. Yeah. And you yeah. start to like awkwardly steering the conversation well, towards my mum and I'm like please leave it out there McDonald's or hell's Supermax and yeah. I love Supermax oh do you yeah well then heaven yeah. Supermax would yeah. you go for over would you McDonald's or Supermax I now Supermax yeah it's because uh, in most where I went to secondary school we had the most hygienic Supermax in Ireland <laughs> so it was really good they would give you barbecue sauce sweet and sour sauce for free there was no only in Ireland could yeah. work be a selling point you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. Um, I really, really did love that Supermax remote. Uh, yeah. And where was your dad from, by the way? Just he is from, well, he's from... Uh, he's I just go. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, sorry, you're sorry, fine. Sorry. No, it's no, it's fine, did, fine. When you did the accent, I was going, I want to know where he's from. He's, he's from like, his accent is from yeah. Reading. Uh, Reading yeah. He was born in West Bromwich, uh, in outside Birmingham, but he was brought up in Reading. Right, so that's yeah. why he's, uh, he loves uh, Danny Dyer and football and uh, he's he's a he's, he's got a geezer some, he's a bit of a geezer yeah. Yeah. one of those names that in Ireland you used to look and go it's, it's reading isn't it like my dad my dad hates mm. Ireland and he does yeah, <laughs> yeah. he does um, and he moved back as soon as my parents got divorced like um, but it's really weird to because he's four Irish children, yet he inherently hates Irish people. Yeah. He says we're untrustworthy. <laughs> <laughs> we don't pay properly. He's got burned. You know, don't on the pay building. properly. Like, yeah, I mean, he does building, and oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe one or two people didn't pay him, and it's not the whole country now, as far as he's concerned. Oh, but concerned, he'll happily accept a bit of bread from Hindi people, but um, like when it comes to Irish people not paying on time, he's been yeah, strict. yeah, he's very, he's got stringent. Here's belief. a bowl of stew. He's not like I love him. He's just a very conflicted man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a, a great. Oh. And would that have been a, a conflict between your mother and father that one was English and one was Irish? <laughs> they were like, you fucking Irish. Yeah, that's how they would argue. You really? Well. Yeah, she'd go, uh, fuck off, you cockney bastard. And <laughs> <laughs> this was, yeah, and he'd call her an Irish jippo. Uh, so it would be, it would be very. <laughs> it would be like uh, I do have this joke that when they split I called it the Good Friday Agreement <laughs> but um, yeah I love like um, God love I love my dad but God love him he he was not he was um, he was very English and he liked his he liked like my my birthday is 14th of June always falls around the Euros or the World Cup and I remember one one birthday my dad had bought a slab of Belgian beer. Just, you know, like your dads do. Like, they have a few beers when the kids are having their birthday. I think yeah. they do. Yeah, good. <laughs> and um, he got he got a little bit merry. And uh, it started to rain. We had a barbecue outside. All the kids ran in. And he was playing um, Jerusalem on the CD that I bought him for Father's Day, which was England Top World Cup anthems or something like that. And he was... Uh, 
He was holding the St. George's flag, waving it around in the rain with a, get, with a boom box beside him, pissing down rain. And we were just staring out at him like, oh, what's going on here? And he would, ho- he would have his St. George's flag outside the house when the football was on. And that would be set on fire by the neighbours. In Ireland. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then he would take out another St. George's flag. He had a box of St. George's flags <laughs> until England got knocked out of the World Cup. Like, that's when he would relent. But uh, yeah, it was kind of funny. I don't think... I think he was massively he was more uh, stubborn yeah. than you know what I mean he was just very stubborn and I think he he kind of had to stay in Ireland he, um, he had a car crash so he kind of he was in a wheelchair for a little while so he felt that he was kind of trapped in this country <laughs> and he would be as English that, as possible that makes him more, more Irish than anyone <laughs> it does doesn't it yeah. it does <laughs> mm. This podcast is going out to loads of people who feel like they're trapped in this country. Yeah, and if my Irish family would like sing rebel songs to him to piss him off, and it would just be, come out to you, black and tans, oh, shut up, it would be, it would be good crack. This is getting I very... do have a problem, though, with the whole fact that, you could, that he couldn't uh, hang a, a George's flag. I mean, he is an Englishman, he's only supporting his team. Oh, yeah. And I think that's a problem. I actually really want to put a Union Jack upside, uh, in front of my house. Just you see, Union Jacks are different off. to St. George's flags. They are, yeah, I suppose. There's more, if, if that, There's more uh, history there. Of, uh, I mean, I've been told about it when I, I so many times before I lost my accent about the history of it. You know, so I was like, did you have a, did you have a proper Cockney accent? I did, yeah. I did. My nickname in school was Del Boy. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the other nickname they had for me was Protestant. Uh, <laughs> It's not really a nickname. I know, especially on my communion day. I was like, oh, yeah, what? Pro- <laughs> Protestant. Things really haven't changed in Ireland, have they? Yeah, yeah, but it was kind of... 100 years. <laughs> I, always, I always wanted to leave Ireland when I was a teenager because I was convinced. I think I was just rebelling against something. I was convinced it was like Ireland's fault and stuff. And I used to listen to Morrissey and go, oh, someday I'll go to Manchester and I'll live there. And... Uh, I don't know, you grow up and I went to London and I had a panic attack on the tube because there was too many people. And I was like, I'm staying in Dublin. Yeah, yeah. probably on that tube was the population of Dublin. Yeah, it's so packed. Yeah. So packed. I was born in London and I always felt like there was some, that was my home. But I don't, I don't think it is. Like, I don't know, I have a weird identity crisis as well where I think my accent is really Irish now. But when I was younger, it cool. It's fucking mental Irish, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. I've worked so hard on it. <laughs> I just like the idea no. when this podcast finishes, you be like, was that all right, mate? Would you want to yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, you've got, like, uh, Anne Gildee uh, left Manchester when she was six, I think. And she still has a slight... She does, I hear it off her. I think, yeah. does she have a parent that's English or anything? Or uh, they no, both? they just lived in Manchester and then... Oh, it's terrible. The the father had a no a farm that was lying fallow in uh, Sligo. Yeah. And uh, this thing called the Land Commission um, basically were going to take that farm off him if it wasn't used. So he dragged them out of a lovely house oh. in Manchester to a, a place with no electricity. That is stubborn. In in Sligo, just to work a horrible little farm. That sounds like my dad. And uh, <laughs> I think uh, Anne and her brother Kevin and her sister are still angry about it. Really. Fucking yeah. right, you'd be angry. Where yeah. was this? Was this back in like the 70s or something? Uh, probably, I think. Yeah. Wow. Oh, could you imagine Sligo? I mean, they were in the nice house in Manchester. Yeah, and yeah. And then Sligo in the 70s. Yeah. Jeez. They could have been in the Smiths, all of them. Yeah. They could have been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah um, but um, 
About no, sorry, go you go but, on. Um, no, I don't know what you're saying. As talking about, so then, um, what, how did you get into the old comedy lark? I was working in a radio station in Athlone as a part of. Uh, was interning there for a while, and Bernard O'Shea was a breakfast DJ there, and I used oh, to. Oh, that's iRadio, was it? iRadio, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, I went in there on work experience for a week, and they asked me to stay. They asked me if I had a day off college each week and I had one, I had a Friday off. So I'd go in and I'd go on the breakfast show and talk about my week that week. And it would be great crack. And then Bernard said I should try and do comedy. And I was like, no, not arsed, really. I didn't see any stand-up comedy. I'd lived in Westmead. The only stand-up comedy I'd seen was Eddie Murphy Raw. Uh, which was was, he, he went to Westmeath. He that? did, yeah, into Moat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> With his red leather. Yeah, he uh, played the club S. It was great crack. Murphy, you're not that funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Murphy. Um, yeah, so it was, um, I gave it a go. And I kind of, um, it was the most... Mm, it was better than taking ecstasy. It was just the best feeling I've ever had in my life coming mm. off stage. And I didn't even have that particular of a good gig. I just talked about my granny drinking hot tub water, but no one booed me off stage. <laughs> Do you know? I was like, ah, this feels good. I, I haven't felt that feeling since, but I keep doing comedy in the hope that I'll feel... I, I think I'll never will, but I don't care. Cocaine. You're always... Yeah? You're, chasing, <laughs> you're chasing that high. Yeah, it's chasing you're that high. high. I love it. Yeah. Um, even like I did Vicar Street there supporting Rob Delaney and I was like the best I'd said it's the best gig I've ever done like mm. I just felt really confident and shit and people were nice and even at that I was like it's nearly there it's not my first gig yeah. and that was in Port Leash like they wa- you know <laughs> it wasn't that uh, yeah but it was good yeah and uh, well, you did a, a one-woman show in uh, the theatre down there. Oh, in Smack Alley, yeah. yeah. What was yeah. that about? Because I didn't get to see it first. Oh, I know, it was cool. Yeah. It was, it's called Discovers Hawaii. I'm bringing it to Edinburgh this year. And it's basically about me having a mental breakdown because I got... Um, I I came home to men in my house and they robbed my house. And then I moved to another so house. You came home to... I came home after a gig, right? Yeah. I, there's two of these, so I might as well go for it. I came home to a gig, after a gig and I was watching Graham Norton. I was delighted with myself. And I called up my landlady because I thought my landlady was upstairs. But it was actually a guy who came down with a knife and a pillowcase over his face. Jesus. And he like threatened me and took my dog, which was so pissing off, right? And then, so, you know, it's rife for comedy. Uh, (laughs) I believe we all agree. Um, Um. But then I moved to a different house and the same thing happened, but with crowbars. So, and that was within like a month of me moving into that house. And then I got flashed. So it's about me being, I know, huh? Unlucky. Uh, So it's about me being afraid to leave the house, but having conversations with myself. Because I always do stand up either about I have like a, I don't I always I'm very self-involved so I like to listen to myself and listen to the stupid things that I think about and then do that as stand up like I think that's the thing that I like to do so I was kind of having a conversation with myself about whether um, I needed to piss into a pint glass or go down and use the toilet so it's basically about that 
That's what it's been. Concert of the show. Yeah, that is. I didn't want to call it pissing into a pint glass, though, because I felt people wouldn't come. So I called it Discovers Hawaii. Discovers Hawaii. Yeah. Mm. Bit more palatable for people. Oh, can I say the post the poster I was seeing for that is one of the funniest things I've ever seen, just because it's all stuck. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. Because I hadn't seen you in months, and I was walking past, Mm. I think you were doing a preview somewhere or whatever like that, and I saw the poster somewhere. And honestly, for like the whole day, I was just thinking about it. And now it's fucking hilarious. The post is amazing. So, cool. Thank yeah. you so much. Um, that was um, my my boyfriend is a graphic designer and a photographer. It's very handy. It's like a little cottage industry I yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And um, he he put up he he put up A4 pictures of Hawaii and then I pose in front of it and then we That's super- what you're looking into the yeah and we yeah. superimpose some sunglasses onto yeah. me as well to make it look extra stupid because it is a stupid show I know it sounds like it's serious and everything like that but I just um I bit just the most absurd things happened to me at that time so I just thought I'd talk about it so where are you where's your show on in Edinburgh it's going to be in the counting house on um the counting house in the attic uh, as a part of the gilded balloon from the 3rd until the 29th of August. So, right. yeah, very excited about it. Cool, now. yeah, I'll be over there for a couple of weeks, so I'll see Oh, you really? Yeah, cool. The show, yeah. Oh, lovely, thank you. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Um, but, um, no, it's, I have to see you. I'm sorry I couldn't see it when it was down in Smock Alley. I was doing gigs or something. Oh, don't worry, so. it was sold out. It's fine. <laughs> okay, Grant. Okay. Well, listen, I think uh, we'll, we'll wrap up. We'll wrap up, up yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely. Uh, where are you doing your podcast? You're doing a live one, are you? I do a live podcast as well, yeah. We're very similar. Yeah, you get people at it, do you? I am. <laughs> uh, you, you are, are people. people that, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. thank you so much for being here. Did you enjoy... <laughs> I don't give out, I don't get to give out free beer though. That's really cool. No, but that's I've no, that's an added extra. I've no sponsor. I need a sponsor. Yeah, well, maybe I should just bring my beer down to your. No, one. no, no. Keep going with it. Keep yeah. you're doing a great job, Joe. Don't um, worry. Yeah. So my podcast is on uh, the next time it's embodied. When is this going out? Is it June or? Uh, this we got about uh, yeah it would be in what in June sometime cool. yeah yeah um, so my oh you're going to do one in Body and Soul right Body and Soul on the Saturday at one o'clock and oh, right. uh, we got Colin O'Gorman uh, doing that cool um so very excited about that and uh, doing one in the week in the Wellington weekender in the Workmans as well uh-huh. um the next the weekend after that and it's got Sophie Hagen as the guest there cool and, yeah do you like Sophie Hagen. Oh, don't worry. No, that's cool. That's cool. You're very good. That's no. Do you know what? That's positive. That's very good. Don't you feel ashamed? You've done a great job, right? Um, yeah. So and, yeah. And very so safe. you did an article recently as well. Just maybe about yeah, go for being um, being kind of insulted or something on the street. Being class, is it? Is being it? class. <laughs> I'm class. Yeah. End and of article. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I did a did an article about um, uh, being being insulted on the street and stuff yeah, yeah. I kind of was just sick of it um, mm. so I decided to just vomit every feeling I had about it into a laptop and mm. popped it up and people were very nice about yeah, it yeah so, it was brilliant yeah. it was a brilliant article yeah I was very surprised by the reaction of people yeah. I kind of felt a bit whingy doing it um, 
It's strange because I, I think I'm a massive narcissist and I feel whingy about doing comedy, about having a mental breakdown and I feel whingy about talking about my dad on a podcast in a negative light. But that's what I think, that's what I do all the time is I whinge. <laughs> no, but you know? if you're funny about it, it's not whingy. Yeah, yeah, but that's, I wanted to be funny with that article and uh, yeah, people were very nice and I think I'm a bit more confident now and I don't get insulted that much in the street and if I do I tell him to fuck off mm. and uh, I hold yeah it's alright I think uh, I'm going to take a few self-defense classes and nut someone uh. no don't no don't don't use violence <laughs> my that vices that was a joke I'm sorry run away that's run what away. I that's what I used to do you ever into a physical fight uh, no, I, I wouldn't be a fighter. I uh, but say when I was younger, I used to like have whatever dyed hair and stuff like that, and and you'd be very scared when people came out of the pubs, yeah, drunk, yeah. That's when you'd like, oh, you know, if I was wear, I used to wear eyeliner and look a bit different or whatever. And, they, and, Listen, and you sound pretty cool. And uh, yeah. <laughs> look a bit cool. But nobody would be. That would be. Uh, Grafton Street would be grand, but if you went over Connell Street, I remember that used to be fucking taking your life in your hands. Yeah. Oh, uh, after a certain hour. Okay. Hmm. Cool. So. Um, That's what it feels like to be a woman all the time. So. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just taking your life in your hands. Taking my life in my hands. I mm. know. Um, cool. But anyway. Th- yeah, thanks very much. Thanks for coming down here. Yeah. Has it been Has it been awkward, lads? No? Good. Intimate. That's wonderful. That's very nice. Yeah, it's, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, thank you so much for having me. I'm honoured to be on it, to be honest. Honoured? Yeah, I'm honoured to, like, honor to have you. Do you know, it's nice to, to, to be asked to be a guest in a podcast because it means, I don't know, but you're know. great. You're a great comedian well, and a great yeah. person. Thank you. Thank you very much. And my, yeah. I love my dad, by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I get on really well. I know. I sound like, you know, but I do. I do get on with him. Uh, uh, pop that in. <laughs> it's already if he, in. If he listens this far, pop it in at the start. Disclaimer, Alison Spittle loves her dad very much. <laughs> very much. And on that bombshell. <laughs> thank you. Alison Spittle. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it cuts out pretty quick. That is it. But uh, it's great. It's great. Alison Spittle will be performing with me down in um, at the Townsland Carnival down in McCroom next week, along with Joanne McAnally and Fred Cook and Sharon Mannion and Damo Clark and Bernard Casey and uh, some other people, but I can't remember who they are. And uh, that's a good festival. That's my next festival. Uh, and, when, and, and and it promises to be good and I'm also doing five gigs down in Cork in the Cork Arts Theatre three lunchtimes um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and I'm also, by the way I had some conversation with this man John from Cork and uh, I asked people if they could email me to tell me uh, to suggest to me people I could interview and he suggested John Spillane the singer-songwriter I've contacted John and I'm meeting him down in Cork and uh, interviewing him and he's playing a few songs so thanks to John Kinsella who suggested John Spillane and if anybody else has any suggestions people they'd like me to interview email me at mjoerooney j-o-e 
R-O-O-N-E-Y at gmail.com with any suggestions. I've got a few good ones coming up. I think next week I'm interviewing Dave Johns who's starring in the new film, Ken Loach film. And, uh, yeah, and John Spillane next week as well. Yeah, I'm interviewing him. So, uh, yeah, so uh, give me an L rating there and please keep in contact with me on Twitter at Joe Rooney One or my website, uh, JoeRooneyComedian.com and my Facebook and um, enjoy the rest of the day and enjoy uh, thank you to uh, Andrew Mangan for producing in the studio for Ender Roach for production at live and for Daniel Rooney for the music talk to you next week goodbye This was a Castaway Media production. Find more great podcasts on our network. Visit castaway.media. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.